0: What is up, you amazing, outstanding, rock star business owners and business operators? Hey, it's your host, Jamie J. here with another edition of the Jamie J. Podcast, and we are going to talk about success in business. More so, do you have what it takes? Look, after working with thousands of radically successful business owners, business operators, there were several key characteristics that really, truly stuck out for me and what a better way to provide a ton of massive value than by sharing with you directly what those key characteristics are. We're going to dive into it deep today on the Jamie J Podcast. I'm a man. I'm bouncing off the walls on this one here. I'm literally juiced. And like, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show started and I'm starting to feel this strange feeling kind of coming over my body. It's like, holy, holy shit. Am I getting a little bit nervous or something? No, it's excitement. I'm literally that excited. Like the little hairs on my body, they're standing up, they're tingling because today's topic is just epic. It is all about success. What does it take? What does success mean for you? But most importantly, do you really truly have what it takes to be successful in business, brother Mick? We were talking some stats, and I want you to share those stats because those are super important to put this into context here today. Before the show, we were talking some stats, and it was the ten-year stat: businesses still in business after ten years. Share with us, brother. What what was what were those stats?
1: So it's, it's it's less than one percent. I think it's about point four of a percent of businesses make it to the ten-year mark and even less of those are highly profitable at the 10-year mark. So success in business is not for everyone. Um, There's many reasons why businesses don't work out, but 10 years, you'd be successful to have a grow, a successful company over 10 years, only 0.4% so it's it's not the norm. So what is it that gets you there? What is it that gets you to that successful place in business where where you're achieving your goals and your targets and your mission? What is it that gets you there? You know, that's what that's what inspired this topic, because not everybody gets is successful in business. So what is it that makes people successful?
0: Yeah. Epic question. Absolutely outstanding. Look, I've been going back through David Goggin's book again, Can't Hurt Me. And, And maybe that's where this this idea kind of inspired me from. But I'm looking at this man, like seriously, listeners, viewers, if you have not read or have not got the Audible version of David Goggin's book, Can't Hurt Me, stop everything. Well, at least after you're done the broadcast here today, anyways, (laughs) go get the book, get onto Audible, buy it, spend the $20, $30, whatever it's worth, it'll be the best money that you spend because this man knows what it means to have a very extremely high level of determination. And that's the first point here today. It's that willingness to go beyond. It's that willingness to say, you know what, no matter what comes up, no matter if, holy shit, I've got to work not just 30 minutes, not just two hours, maybe five hours after five o'clock. Maybe I've got to stay up till 10 o'clock. I did that myself the other night. I was working away. I was getting some stuff done, prepping for all my ultra high end clients. And there was something that I really wanted to get out. So here I was, it was 10 o'clock at night. I started work that day at about 630. 10 o'clock at night, I was still going. And you know what? I still had the energy to do it. See, I had that level of determination, that real solid mind focus that said, you know what? I'm not stopping. Right? This isn't something where it's an inconvenience for me to do this. It's like, oh, no, it's five o'clock. I got to close the books. I got to close the cover on the laptop. It's time to shut it down. No. Right? It's that level of being willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to go ahead and achieve your outcome. That is rare. That is extremely rare. Have you found the same thing, Mick?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And it, it's that when when you need to, you're there to, you're determined to get that result, to whatever it is to achieve that outcome for your clients or it doesn't matter whether you're there till 10 o'clock at night or you're, you're working on a Sunday or whatever it is you need to do that you just, you've got to do what you've, you know, you've got to, you've got to have that level of determination to do what it takes. Yeah, And that's one of the key attributes of, of business is, is being determined to see the result is absolutely a, a level of determination that's above the norm yeah absolutely
0: look you know a lot of people I'm sure they think well you know what I'm gonna start my own business so that I can have all the time in the world and I can chill out and I can relax if that's why you're going into business I'm sorry to say that you're sadly mistaken going into business yourself is a commitment to say I'm doing I'm willing to do whatever the fuck it takes I'm willing to put out whatever amount of effort. Now, granted, yes, you're going to scale. Because what do we know about scaling? Thank you, Kerwin Ray. Scale does equal freedom. Scale absolutely equals freedom. But let's face it, for those people who are just starting out, who are just getting into business, you're not thinking about scaling. You're thinking about figuring this shit out on your own. And that's a great place to come from. That's putting in the time. That's cutting your teeth That's putting in all the right effort to really truly understand what it takes to really run that business. Again, if you think that it's going to be, you know, ah, I could just work two, three, four hours a a week. There's that book, um, the four hour work week, right? And although the principles are some really great principles in there, it's about optimizing Tim Ferriss is who wrote it. It's about optimizing your time and all that. But realistically, if you think that you're going to start your business and come in and do those four hours a week, I've got a bridge to sell you because that's not the way business is. See, here's the thing. I've grown my team, right? I've got people on the team. They're doing just an immense amount of work for me, and I'm still going at it. Why? Because I like to think that I'm doing what I absolutely love. And that's a big piece of it, too. Look, I'll tell you straight up. If you're in business and you don't absolutely love what you're doing, it doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 60, if you're 80 years old, if you're finding that you don't love what you're absolutely doing, I implore you, change it now. It's never too late to change. Is is it ever
1: too late to change, Mick? What do you think? Absolutely, Jamie. It's never too late to change. And one of the key things of being determined is loving what you do. It doesn't feel like work. You thrive on serving your clients because you love it you love it so much you'll do whatever it takes to achieve the result for them which then you know translates into success for you but if you don't love it that will feel like hard work that's when you won't want to be determined that's when you won't want to it's about being passionate about what you do if you're not passionate about it change it yeah absolutely change it yeah.
0: That's, what about the idea that that you know I'm too old or like I, I've got too much time invested or I've been doing this too long to make a change? What's your thoughts on that?
1: They're really good stories. Yeah. Probably belong on the on the book beside the nursery rhymes of the world, uh, because they're bullshit. Yeah. It's you're never too old. It's never. Yes, you've had time invested and all the rest of it. No, you probably can't flick a switch tomorrow and all of a sudden do something different without having catastrophic effects to your company, but it's never too old to change. Yeah, It might take you three months or four months or six months to make those big changes, yeah. but the first step is making the decision that you're changing it and then make the step. Like me, I'm making a huge change, but it's over six months. I've made a commitment to my previous company that I was a part of and I've loved and I've served for years. It's a huge change for the company being a part of it for 15 years. So I've decided... I want to do something else that I'm really passionate about that I love, um, which I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I've done that over six months. I didn't just flick a switch and change all of a sudden because that could have huge effects, huge impacts on people's lives that I care about. So making the decision needs to be, it needs to be done and, and sharp, but you can transition into that situation just as easy over three months, six months, a year. But making the decision to do something you love is where it's at. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, when you were sharing that there, I was thinking of this like like a great big wheel. And if we're trying to get that great big wheel going at first, it takes some effort to really get that thing moving. You might have to rock it back and for- forth a couple of times. That's like testing the waters, testing a little bit of this sampling, I like to call it. Right, yep. Go out and sample. If you're not doing the things that you love right now, go out and sample to really discover what it is that you could love. That's the only way we're going to know is get out there, sample it, figure it out. Just like that wheel, we're going to rock it back and forth. Pretty soon, it starts moving. That's you taking those first couple steps. Maybe it's deciding, okay, I really am doing this. I sampled this one piece, this one thing, whatever it is. I absolutely love it. I'm getting massive satisfaction out of it. We're going to keep that wheel moving forward. We're going to take the next steps, whether it's looking at incorporating that company, whether it's looking at, okay, can I do this on 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 a temporary contract basis? Could I potentially even go and work with someone, right, instead instead of starting up my business, but go work with someone, whether it's donating my time, doing it a reduced amount to really understand if that new path forward is something that you really, truly love. There's lots of ways to sample it. There's lots of ways to dip your toes in that water to see if that water is the right temperature. What are we doing? We're still continuing to push that wheel forward. We're moving it forward. Because the faster it goes, the quicker you get it moving, the easier it's going to move, right? That's that whole idea of momentum. That's what we're looking to create when we're taking that step from what it is that we don't love anymore, we no longer love, we no longer have a passion for, into that one piece that we truly have that desire for. It's getting that wheel moving. It's keeping it going and living your absolute true life's passion, like right, That's that's the highest thing. Tony Robbins says, right. The ultimate failure is success without fulfillment. Right. The ultimate failure is right. success without fulfillment is you could be making one hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand. You could be making a million dollars a year, whatever it is. And if you're getting absolutely zero fulfillment out of that, then, my friend, you're failing business. Right. Even if you're in business, even if you started out, you get going down that path and you recognize that, hey, you know what? This isn't really right for me. I'll give you an example. When I started coaching years and years and years ago. Right. And I no longer coach. I really don't. I'm more into the training and mentoring aspect. But when I used to coach years and years and years ago, it's like, well, I can coach anyone right? I can coach anyone anywhere, anytime, anything, relationships and this and that. What I quickly recognized though, was that brand that I had built for myself back then of being able to coach anyone anywhere on anything didn't truly represent who I was as a person. I knew that I had to narrow it down. I knew that for me, it was business. I have an absolute burning passion, right? Burning passion to be able to work with business operators, business owners, help them quickly grow and scale their businesses and take it to the next level, right? That's mm-hmm. where my true passion is. I had to sample. I had to sample along the way. I sampled the relationship. I sampled the health coaching, right? I'm never going to be Mr. Fit or anything like that, but I sampled it. I recognized it wasn't something for me. It's not something that I had a true passion for. But when the business aspect came up, boom, right? That was was where it is. That carried me through. That got my wheel moving really quick. That got me recognizing, oh, this water is warm and it's welcoming. It's exactly where I want to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. You know, we've we've been touched on determination and making sure you're passionate about what it is because that drives you to be to go the extra mile, to be determined. It makes it so much easier to put the effort and be determined to see the result through because you're passionate and you love doing it. You know, the, the next thing is like being able to focus and stick mm. with something. You know, it's easy, you know, go out on your own and, you know, when you work for someone, this is what your focus is. You're sort of told, you know, what you've got to be looking at. When you're out on your own you've got lots of different distractions being able to be focused especially from the start focus on what it is you're trying to achieve hourly daily weekly having a system in place to focus on on the key things that are going to move you forward faster you know that's that's one of the key things of success and then then rolling that out through your team as you scale having a key system to be able to focus on what's important where to focus their time and energy to get the best results to move the levers that are going to uh get you to where you need to be faster yeah yeah
0: no question focus God, focus is king focus is really the key behind this all now it sounds like something what do some people call it uh um uh, fuck off because you're stupid and i think that's one of those acronyms for focus there really quite seriously focus is where it's at focus is absolutely where it's at because when you get that focus you can get yourself into that natural flow state whereby the time goes by you're moving things forward How did I stay up till 10 o'clock the other night working on work stuff? Now, please hear me. When I say work, I have a passion for work. I fucking love work. Work to me is a beautiful four-letter word. It's not like some people think, oh, God, I got to go to work, right? It's not like that for me. I love work. Work, I I absolutely enjoy it. So for me, that four-letter word is a really, really, really great one there. When I was working till 10 o'clock the other night there, I was in the zone right? I was home. I wasn't here at the office still. I I was at home. The TV was going. There was, I don't even know what the show was because I was in that place. I was so focused because I'd practiced this over and over and over. I was so focused on exactly what it is that I was doing, what I was creating. I knew the value of what it was that I was creating, the impact Mm. that it was going to have for my clients. And because of that, that flow state, it's sustained like hours, literally. And I'd look at my watch and it's like, I don't know, 20 to 9 or whatever, all of a sudden, holy shit, it's like 9.30. That time literally went like that because I was so focused in on that task. I wasn't worried about any of the circumstances going on around me, what was on TV, anything like that. I was in that zone. Focus, Focus may be one of the hardest things that you have to overcome. What do we do? We practice it. We take little bits of activity. We start with maybe five minutes. Five minutes of just that. Turn off the phone. Turn off the notifications, emails, social media, all that stuff. Turn that shit off and get honed in on exactly what it is you're doing. Five minutes Mm -hmm. turns into 10 minutes, into 20 minutes, into 40 minutes, and pretty soon you're able to just go. This is something where you have to practice it because I'll tell you what. If you don't commit to focus, if you don't commit to focusing in on those activities, if you're busy getting distracted, oh, I've got to check my social media, how many likes I've got, if that's where you're focused in on, you're in for a bumpy ride. You're not going to make it to that, never mind the 10-year mark, never mind the five-year mark. If you make it past year one or year two, if you don't have that focus, I'd be very surprised.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And focus is not something that comes natural to most people, being able to focus for longer periods of time. so. I implore you to practice small windows, block out a couple of one hour windows of focus time a day and see how much your productivity increases. 20 minutes, two or three blocks of 20 minutes and practice and expand those every day. Mm-hmm. It's nothing now to dive into something for two hours and then look up and go, oh shit, it's half past five, I need to go home. Yeah, You know, it's nothing for that to happen at, anymore because of practice being able to focus. Yep. I know I've got to achieve something sit down to type a 3,000-word essay and all of a sudden it's four hours later and you've got 5,000 words. I say that as if I can type that fast, but, you know.
0: <laughs> but, but you you, you, you notice that, though, even when you were going through your MBA, same sort of thing. I remember those times. When you were focused in, when you were writing, when you were doing those things, that time would literally go on by. It didn't come easy, though, did it?
1: No. You know, when I started, it was I, – I would sit down for half an hour and try to write, And I'd set myself targets to write 200 words in half an hour. And as I got better and better and better, it was nothing for me to sit down and write a 1,000 words and then go, oh, shit, I better go to bed. It's half past 10. Nothing at all. And just, you know, do a 3,000-word assignment in two nights because you get in the flow and you're focused. And I didn't even hear my wife come and say she was going to bed. I was just working away, focused in the zone, didn't know what was going on around me. Mm -hmm. And you look down, and three hours have gone by, and you've written fifteen hundred words. It's once you get good at it, it, it's easy to do because you get in the zone, you focus, you it just flows. Yeah. Uh, but I implore you to practice because it wasn't easy at the start, uh, but it it's well worth the effort. See, that's
0: absolutely true, Mick. It's it's being uncommon among the uncommon. I'm I'm stealing that from from David Goggins as well. He's got a chapter on that, uncommon among the uncommon. But it is truly being unique. It is putting in the effort to practice. Why do the majority of people who go into business, and this is a fact, right? After, uh, like, like, like Mick said, it's like point some odd percent after 10 years that are actually still in business. And that doesn't account for the ones that are still in business that are actually making a profit, right? That's a whole different metric all in itself. Those people, though, those people that go on to be the ones, the top performers and stuff, they are truly uncommon among the uncommon. They're the ones that are willing to truly break down those tasks, to set it out, to understand what the mission is, and to break it into the smallest little pieces. See, that's really the key behind it. Like having done, I've done a disproportionate amount of calls. My time as a Tony Robbins coach, my time before then, and my time since then. I have worked with a disproportionate amount of people, thousands of people I've worked with. And I'll tell you what, this is a big secret. If you're looking for timestamps, we are 18 minutes in. You're going to definitely want to take note of this. At this point here, what I recognize is the people who were successful, the people who actually went on to achieve the outcomes that they had desired were the ones that took the actual time to break it down and understand exactly what it is they had to do. That's the secret. If you're looking for the secret of how to create success, it's like, oh, my God, you know, that person must be special. They must have, you know, some sort of special ability, special this, special that, whatever it is. What if I told you it was nothing to do with special ability? What if I told you it was that they simply chose to be uncommon among the uncommon, put in the effort, put in the time, turn off all the bullshit distractions and actually get down to doing what needed to be done? See, that's the secret. You want to know what the secret is? That's it right there. Be prepared to do the work. Be prepared to practice. Be prepared to fail. Failures. What do failures teach us? Right? If if we're having, and I say go for failures, I'm all about finding the failures and all that. What do those real failures teach? Myself, I'll tell you what I think they teach us, is a lot of times they're going to tell us exactly what not to do. They're going to tell us that, hey, if you want to get a different result or if you want to go ahead and get a different outcome, then you absolutely must do something different. To me, I think failures are really truly the secret to success. They're going to show us that we're taking the right steps along the way. Look at how I just reframed failures. Failures aren't a bad thing. Failures are great. Failures let you know how you're moving forward. If you're doing shit that you get unexpected outcomes on, don't do that. Go do something else, right? Yep. Your thoughts on failures, Mick.
1: Failure is the most effective feedback mechanism on the mm-hmm. planet. Yeah. So if you failed at something, it's feedback that it didn't work, that yeah. what are the, there's lessons in it. Do something different next time. Yeah. Don't do the same thing again and fail exactly the same again. We need to change something. Failure is the, the, fastest form of feedback you can get. And I absolutely love the fact that it's not called failure. It's just feedback Mm -hmm. because it reframes it that it's not a bad thing, that it's a good thing. So failure is all about feedback and how we can improve and what's next and what are the lessons. That's, that's, That's for me what failure is. Absolutely.
0: It's simply an unexpected outcome. Well, I wasn't expecting that. But if you look at it from that perspective of, oh my God, I've totally done bad, I've totally done wrong, how could I ever get this right? If you go to that place of victimhood, because that's truly what it is, it's a place of victimhood. If you make the choice to go to that, th- that, that place of victimhood, you're not going to get the benefits of what that unexpected outcome was there to teach you, right? See, I'm a big fan of believing that things do happen for us, right? Everything happens for us, whether we believe it or not. Whether we want it or not, everything's happening for us to show us and to give us a lesson. See, I've got that belief because I'm always looking for the opportunity. It's like, mm-hmm. well, Jamie, you're an ass. There's not an opportunity in everything. But what if there was? What if there actually was an opportunity in everything? I like to believe there is. What's your thoughts on that, Mick?
1: There absolutely is an opportunity in everything. Sometimes yeah. it's a little hard to see the opportunity just when it's all raw and real. Something tragic or something... uh confronting's happened and it's scary but there's still an opportunity in it it might take you a week or two to see that opportunity and until you get good at practicing looking for the opportunity it might take even longer and one of one of the probably the best reframes or probably one of the most powerful things um someone's i've learned i can't even remember where i learned it from it's um if this was the best thing that ever happened to you, what would it look like in 12 months? So you're in the middle of turmoil. If this is the best thing that ever happened to you, what does that look like in 12 months? So in 12 months' time, you stand there and you look back. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. And the example, um, an easy one to understand was, you know, you you split with your long-term partner and it's painful and it's raw and real. Um, and what could that look like in 12 months? Well, I've met the woman of my dreams or the partner of my dreams or, or whatever it is. Or we've had this huge clients just left us in business and i don't know how we're going to pay the bills you know and you're freaking out well if this is the best thing that could ever happen to us what could that look like well actually it was so good because it gave us an opportunity to focus on the work that was actually making us money and not just the big ticket client that made us look big in 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 the community we actually did the work that was really profitable it gave me a chance to look at the business and get micro on where we were making our money and now we make twice the amount of profit that we used to. Uh, we don't have the big-ticket client consuming all our time. We, you know, there's so many ways. But in the midst of it, it might be painful. But if you ask yourself that question, it gives yourself an opportunity to step back and look longer term and say, what if this is the best thing that ever happened to us? What could what's possible, and then you can find the opportunities in it.
0: Yeah, all of those pieces are directly related to focus. Focus um, is critical. Focus is absolutely critical in your company. What are we focusing on? We're focusing on the task at hand. We're focusing on all the stuff that we must complete in order to move the mission forward. We're focusing on the outcomes that we want. Sure, unexpected outcomes are going to happen, no question about it. And if we go ahead and focus in on all the problems with that, we're going to bring more of that into our lives. What you focus on is what you feel. What you focus on is what you get. Stop focusing on the shit you don't want. Change your life, change your focus, get really clear on what it is you want. Those tasks, those seemingly mundane tasks, it's like, oh, God, why do I have to do this? Another a great question for that is, OK, if it can't be me, if it must not be me, who must it be? That's a really golden question right there. And if there's no one else that it can be in the moment due to finances, due to any number of stories, I'm not going to say reasons, I'm going to call them stories right? Due to any number of stories, if it really, if you believe that it absolutely has to you, be you, what's the best thing that can happen in that moment? Refocus in on what it is you absolutely want, not what you don't. Focus in on the impact that completing that menial task is going to have. When you do that, it will absolutely completely change your life. This brings us to the next part, right? I've got a lot of certainty as I talk about this, And one of the key indicators for having a successful business, a successful product, a successful service is a massive level of certainty surrounding yourself, surrounding your product. What's your thoughts on that, Brother Mick?
1: Jamie, we've talked about a lot of really critical things and really important. And we've said this is a key and this is a secret. And it's my absolute belief that the certainty is the most powerful tool in your tool belt. The person with the most certainty wins. When your clients are calling on you, if you don't have absolute certainty that your service or your product can solve their problem, they won't come back. Yep. Whether you're dealing with your, your team, if you don't have absolute certainty about what it is you want to achieve, what your outcomes are, they won't be engaged. That's right. If you... Uh, dealing with your suppliers and you don't have absolute certainty about what it is that's the outcome for you, what it is you're trying to achieve on this project or what whether it's a price-driven uh, moment or whether it's a service-driven moment or, or whatever it is. If you don't have certainty about that, you'll get what they give you. Yeah. You won't get what you want because you don't know, you're not certain about it. My belief is certainty is probably the most powerful influencer of, of success. Your certainty that you're gonna achieve that outcome. You're absolutely certain. There's no doubt that I'm gonna be successful In my business, I don't have one single ounce of doubt about it. I know I'll be successful because I have absolute certainty in my ability and my belief. And it doesn't matter what I partake in, I have absolute certainty before I take that step because I do the work on the inside. And I think it's really, really powerful once you have that certainty that it flows through every other decision that you make.
0: Certainty is what's going to make or break your business. Certainty is what's going to absolutely make or break your business. If you're taking notes as you're listening to this, as you're re-watching it, if you're hearing it, certainty is what's going to make or break your business. A lack of certainty will ensure the ultimate undoing of your business. Now you're like, but Jimmy, I can't know everything. We're not saying you have to know everything. right? That's the last thing. Again, Mick and I were talking before the show. One of the things we talked about is, is being friends with the phone. You don't have to know everything. It'd be unacceptable to think that you would what what did we say about the phone mick before the show we were talking about the phone what did we say about it
1: look you don't have to be the expert you yeah. just got to know who to call yeah. that's it you know yeah. i have absolute belief that in my trade uh, I'm, a, I'm an electrician by trade isn't that there's no problem i can't solve yeah. i don't know everything about everything electrical that would be impossible absolutely impossible yeah. but i know i can call people who do know and solve the problem it's not about knowing the answer, it's about knowing who to call, where to find the answer. You don't have to know everything in business, you don't have to know everything about your industry, but you do need to know who the experts are and who you can call to lean on. If you need help with finance, who's a finance expert that you can call? If you don't have one, find one. Yeah. If you want um, training or mentoring or, or human resources, who's the expert in that? Find someone, if you don't know about it, find an expert who you can call, who you can lean on, who you can leverage. It's about knowing who to call, not being the the expert at everything. Nobody can be. Have your niche what you're brilliant at, leverage that, and know who to call for the rest. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's about believing in yourself. It's about believing in your product or service, knowing that it makes a difference. One of the challenges that I see a lot of sales people will call them, whether it's a telemarketer, whether it's someone doing telephone sales or whatnot, is that they don't believe in the process. They don't believe in the product or the service. They've got some hesitation, some reservations, and even though they think they might be doing an absolutely great job, the moment, the moment that idea that sparks, that little thought process going on in the brain is the moment that it all begins to unravel. If you've got uncertainty surrounding yourself, your ability, and remember, you don't have to know it all. We're not saying that you have to be the expert, the, the Mr. Roboto knowing every single thing about every single thing. The phone's your friend. Right Back in in my early days when I was in the auto parts industry and stuff, one of the things that I would tell people on a constant, consistent basis, right? don't lie. Don't try to bullshit your way out of something. Pick up the phone. Hey, you you know what, Mr. Customer? You've brought up a really great question. I don't know what that is, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up the phone with you right now. I'm going to phone the supplier. I'm going to get some more clarity and understanding on that. And I'm going to give you a call right back. How does that sound? Every single time, customer is like, yeah, cool right on no problem they didn't think any less of you they didn't think that oh my god this person doesn't know this question this obscure thing about this I had a I had a client uh he called in one time and British client right not that there's anything different about British but he was looking for some uh, upper strut mounts upper strut mounts on his vehicle and he called them jounces and I didn't know what the fuck that meant I, I had no idea what that meant so I'm like you know what let me take a look I don't seem to be able to find it in the catalog here right now let me give you a call right back. What did I do? I went on. I think I Googled it or something. Oh, he means upper strut mounts. Got it. Right. What did I do? I looked him up. I figured it out. I called him back, said, yeah, we've got him in stock. It's X amount of dollars. He's like, great. Send him on over. He didn't think any less. Right. it wasn't about that. It wasn't about, oh, God, I don't know what he's talking about. I had absolute certainty in myself that I could solve the problem, that I could really solve exactly what this person was looking for. And it was that easy. Right? It was that easy. It was me believing in myself. Now, that level of certainty, it's increased exponentially over the years. I've learned to trust myself more. To get to that place, I had to give myself permission to actually trust myself, to believe that what was coming out of my mouth, those things that I'm saying, is really that truthfulness behind it. See, when you're able to do that, when you're able to get absolutely certain within yourself who you are, who you're serving, what your product is, and why you absolutely believe in it, sales will literally fall from... I've seen it over and over and over. I have so much proof of that. Clients going from almost nothing to hundreds of thousands of dollars in just mere months. It's that level of belief. It's that level of certainty within themselves. Because what do people want? People want someone to show them the way. They wouldn't Mm -hmm. be calling you unless you were that person think about it if i got on these calls if i got on 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 these sessions here Mick and i we were all uncertain hey Mick what do you want what do you want to talk about today uh, i don't know Jamie what do you want fuck no one would watch right but because we come out as as he laughing away right because we come out here with this certainty because we've invested in ourselves because we believe the information we're sharing we know the impact that it's having this is what keeps us moving forward agree or disagree Mick
1: absolutely agree Jamie and that Because of that information, because of the way we share, because of what we share. That's why we get hundreds of people watch every week. Yep. Hundreds of views every week because absolute certainty and belief and the information we share makes a difference. Yep. Yep. It's that simple.
0: No question whatsoever. Now, we have a ton more to talk about today, but I've got to cut it short today simply because I have some meetings that I have to take care of. With that said... Uh, We got looking at this topic and there's actually a whole sheet of other stuff that we've got to continue on. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to continue this discussion next week. We're going to bring it on. We're going to share all the rest of you. And Mick and I have something very special planned up for for, for some upcoming stuff here. We're not going to give it away quite yet. But do tune in, do keep watching. We've got a bunch more keys here to really understand what it takes to be successful in business. We're going to share those with you in the upcoming weeks. And we've got a special opportunity for you, the viewers, to be able to come on and share your unique level of expertise right now. That's, that, that's all I can give. I can't give any more on that. I've probably given too much away already. But this is our plan for the next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Me too. I'm absolutely juiced. This is a a massive topic and it's something that Jamie and I are both really passionate about. And as you can probably tell by the energy coming through the camera, we're really excited to bring this out to you. And I can't wait for next week. It's a huge topic. And yeah, look, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to deliver the rest of this and then you'll love our special treat coming up. It's going to be awesome. Definitely looking forward to it. We will catch you all next week.